Welcome to Watching Up. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. Already, we're giggling. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things we've been watching up, watching TV, watching movies, watching our books. Yeah. <laughs> watching the pages of our books go by. <laughs> Turn by. Um, uh, thanks for being here and listening to us. I'm Michelle. I'm Rachel. And um, today we're going to get into a bunch of fun stuff. All the content. Yeah, <laughs> that should be our theme song. <laughs> I wonder if that's copywritten. I think we can record our own. I can probably call in a favor to Courtney Kardashian Barker. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you doing? What have you been up to? Uh, oh, girl. What haven't I been up to? <laughs> exactly. Our I think lives that's are. That's the better question. Our lives are popping off. Fast and furious. <laughs> uh, I haven't been doing too, too much. Um, it's gotten really freaking hot. Mm-hmm. And that really just pisses me off. <laughs> if you're a new listener, we're coming at you from Texas where it's about to be hell on earth for the yeah, next two months. It's getting over 100 degrees yeah. this week. And I'm also on my period, which is not a great combination. <laughs> Never um, is. But yeah, so I've just been kind of trying to stay inside and relax my body yaddy yaddy yeah I've been hibernating um but this weekend I just kind of um I it was actually not like extremely hot over the weekend so I tried to like be outside a little bit um I worked in the yard a little bit I did my pest control that I do on a monthly basis <laughs> what do you do for pest control I just like spray the perimeter outside my house like I I usually get will um like sweep out the garage and like clean it out a little bit and then I'll spray in the garage and outside the perimeter I use wow. ortho ortho home defense sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> Our first sponsor. Speaking of pest control, I also have something that relates to that. Go. <laughs> so we decided this past weekend also to step up our game when it comes to these motherfucking flies. I hate. <laughs> I mean, I have a fly thing too, but you can, yeah, go. So my husband got these like plug-in things that go in the outlet and they have like a the sticky uh, blue light and yeah. like a sticky back. I got those. They work really good. I looked this morning and there's a million yeah. little fuckers stuck. I have a picture. Maybe we can post our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and then outside he got one of those gross bags of goo that attracts the flies. Have you I seen hate those? those. Yeah. And when yeah, you, when disgusting. you check them, it's like, Oh, a million flies. Just yeah. Like floating. But when I walk outside, I don't get attacked anymore. That's good. So it's all worth it. Yeah, that's working out in our favor. So I've had freaking ugh, fruit flies. I mean, I don't even know if I should be admitting this on mic. <laughs> I don't think it's just you though, because okay, we, good. I've everyone I've talked to in I've our had area. Fruit flies for like 
over a month at this point, probably two months, and they're literally ruining my life. I got those <laughs> plugins. I've literally tried everything. Um, I've taken care of like a problem like that before with just like the apple cider vinegar dish soap like trick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this time they didn't come to play. I tried the apple cider vinegar dish soap trick once and it worked on a few and then I tried it again and like none went in and I was like I think they learned (laughs) no I think because I still have it out and it's still catching them but I think they're just reproducing so quickly it's like it's not gonna take care of all of them so I I had a friend tell me that when you wake up in the morning before you like go over to the sink you boil water and like dump it I ju- I've you- been doing that every morning for like two weeks. Uh-oh. So I, I've i been plugging, like I put the plugs in my sink at night before I go to bed so that nothing can like come out or go in. Um, and then the first thing I do is boil the water before I unplug it and then I pour it in. Um, and so, I mean, it, it has gotten better. It's just like, why are they still here? And I've been like like um cleaning out my trash can like wiping it down and all that stuff I don't yeah, leave I don't like think, food like, out or anything just so everyone knows our kitchens are not dirty my kitchen like, is not, literally spotless at this <laughs> that is point. not the reason <laughs> and we're not um, dirty people but, but yeah yeah I don't yeah I think they're overpopulating in Texas right now so they're taking over our lives yeah but screw the AI movement, the flies are gonna take over. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, we're just out here doing what we can. Um, and it'll get better. <laughs> That's what we have to keep believing. <laughs> it will. Um, but other than that, I yeah, like I did just like cleaning pest control stuff. Um, I also went to the movies this weekend. And I went and saw Past Lives, which I'll talk about, I guess, later. Well, I won't go too deep because I know you want to But not spoilers because I'm That's going just to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see it too. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I was saying, <laughs> I won't talk about it, talk about it. But, um, but yeah, I went to see it at Alamo Draft House. And it was a lovely experience. The one that I went to, um, I hadn't been to in a while. It was like, it's the one that like is by the place that I used to live. So there's two that are kind of like equidistance from me, but this one is like 0.1 miles further away <laughs> than the other one. So yeah. I don't usually go to this one, but um, they were, re- they had renovated it. And so it has like the recliners now, which it didn't used to have. Um, which makes it a premium experience. I have to have the recliner. I know, I do too. There's no other way for me at this point. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's that's probably one of the reasons why I never went there either. Or also. Um, but yeah, so it had the recliners. I got a nice cider. I sat back, relaxed, and enjoyed the show. Did you get anything to eat? No, I just got a, a drink. It was like a it was like a three p.m. showing, so it was kind of in the middle <laughs> of the day. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, that would not have stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> they they had I almost got some churro popcorn that sounded good, mm. but I've never I've never tried it. But now I want to. Um, 
So maybe next time I go, I'll try that. Um, but after that, I just went to the mall and I returned something from American Eagle. I got some shorts that I really like. But American I, Eagle? Mm-hmm. But I ordered them in two sizes, so I had to return the size I didn't want. Send me the link. I will. <laughs> they make you pay for sending it back if you send it in the mail. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just go to the mall. Abercrombie does that too. It's annoying. It is annoying. It's like, this is 2023. What are we even doing? Um, Your returns should be free, retailers. Retailers free. make it free. And we should get our money back as soon as the post office scans it, like <laughs> Amazon does it. Literally, give me my money back as soon as I re- as soon as I consider sending it. Back. I'm serious. <laughs> no, literally on ASOS, it takes forever to get your money back, like a month. I'm like, oh my gosh, if, yeah. If you scan it, that means I mailed it. If the <laughs> barcode has been scanned, that means it's out of my hands and I've done my part. Also, if they lose it, that's not your problem. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Give me my money back. <laughs> Give it back immediately. If um, there's one thing I know, it's customer service. <laughs> there's one thing I know <laughs> in my life. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I did of note. What about you? Well, um, on Saturday, well, wait, ooh, I forgot about something. On Friday, I went out with my girlfriends to dinner, and then me and it was three of us, and then two of us decided to go out, out afterwards. And that might have been a huge mistake because the next day (laughs) my body was broken. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Did you go to the club? Well, not really. I mean, we just went to the bars on greenville and we just drank a lot of different alcohols so that was (laughs) and we got hit on and i was like oh my god (laughs) oh my god i still have it and then uh, um i still have it (laughs) i was like i needed this and then um but they were like literally what did they say They were just like, there was two different groups of guys, and they were like, hey, y'all are pretty. But this was like 1 a.m., so I was like, y'all are just whatever. But Don't don't make excuses for them. They thought you were hot. That's true, I guess. (laughs) Um, But it was really awkward because we both had our, like, wedding rings, and we were like – Drinking <laughs> our drinks, like uh huh, <laughs> and they were just too young for us, bro. Um, <laughs> and then so I went home, and when I woke up, I was like, I had to go to a birthday brunch for another one of my friends at like eleven. So I was like, okay, I better take some ibuprofen because I know I'm about to be hung over. She's hung. so I took it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt okay like when I woke up, but I just knew it was gonna hit me at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I took it and then I got all ready and I looked really cute in my outfit. I actually really liked my outfit. And then I went to brunch and like halfway through the brunch, my neck started just like hurting. Like it's never hurt before. Like wow. I've known like I've 
slept on it wrong or like pinched a nerve or like pulled a muscle or something like it's happened before but it was just like excruciating so like halfway through the brunch I was like sitting there like I cannot focus on anything except how much my neck hurts so it just came out of nowhere well I think it was because I took the medicine as soon as I woke up so it probably like like um dulled the pain and then when it wore off I started feeling it really bad Mm -hmm. and then so I tried to like hang in there but I don't think I was being like the most fun time because mm-hmm. I was like um and so then I tried to hang in there like we walked around we went to brunch in Bishop Arts and there's a bunch of like cute shops in that area so we were like walking around and after like an hour I was like I need to go home yeah. and so I went home and I like laid on the couch and as soon as I laid down I was like I couldn't get back up oh. <laughs> I was like I, this is where I live now <laughs> so that was painful yeah it was really bad Owie. so me when my husband got home we just we started he, he we were looking for a show to watch because I was like all I can do is lay here so we started watching Ozark, which we'd never seen. Oh yeah, and Ozark. I guess we could talk about we could talk about that in our content section. But yeah. yeah, so that happened, and then Sunday came, and my neck felt a little better. And me and my friend Emily, I'm helping her. Um, I'm kind of like role playing as her interior designer but um <laughs> she gonna I, pay you <laughs> yeah she's gonna pay me nice um but I'm helping her she has a condo that she rents out and one of her tenants just moved out she decided she wants to kind of do a light renovation on it not like a full gut job or anything but just because it's time so I got to help her pick out tiles for the bathroom some like fixtures and lighting fixtures and stuff. So that's been really mm-hmm. fun. So we went to Floor and Decor, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> and, and I picked the tiles for the bathroom and they're going in today and they look so good. Nice. And this is just like the thrill of a lifetime because I've never <laughs> had an opportunity to like pick like finishes before and like yeah. actually see it like go in so that's been uh, exciting that's my dream I know um, um I want to pick yeah tiles <laughs> <laughs> I love so that so once it's done she's gonna have like a party at the condo so we can all see the finished product that's then- fun yeah, party and then at we the condo. party at the con. Party yeah, at the we just chilled the rest of the day, but it was needed. I needed to rejuvenate myself, relax back to back. my full glory, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but is and your neck better now? It is. I mean, it's still like a bit sore, like a little bit, but I, like obviously, I have mobility now and I can move it. But I literally yeah. was like. I was crying like at one point I cried um so that hurt that sucks I just feel like I'm becoming like injury girl and I don't want to be that I want to be healthy mobile girl that does things (laughs) um but yeah and then my family is coming to see me this weekend yeah we're going to take over your life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're excited for that. 
Yes, mom made us some candied pecans. I can't wait to eat them. Can't wait. Um, yeah, I'm excited. All right. Should we get into like some of the stuff we've been watching this week? Absolutely. Is that a good segue? <laughs> um, <laughs> Rachel, I know, has more thoughts I need to, about the idol. I need to give an update. Yeah, because okay. last week, if you listened last week, you know she was in- interested. Yeah, so yeah, if you missed last week's episode, that was after the idol had premiered. It released its pilot episode, and I was just kind of like, I don't know what all the the uh, fuss is about. Like, it seems like an interesting show, but I'm sure it'll get. Um, I'm sure things will start happening throughout the course of the season or or whatever, just based on all of the chatter that had been happening. Um, so this week was crazy. <laughs> this week- <laughs> I saw like screenshots. This week was a little bit more unhinged than last week's episode, <laughs> and I'm starting to understand what <laughs> the people what are talking the about. Criticisms yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I know you were saying last week that like you were hesitant to watch it because you didn't want your view of the weekend to like be tarnished or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be tarnished if you watch it after this. <laughs> no I still so yeah I mean obviously acting is different than making music but um, right I mean we obviously know he's playing a character we like we said last week though it's kind of like his response to the criticism more so for me that's making me be like Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop speaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think this is, like, what he's doing in the show is any worse than, like, it already is outside of the mm-hmm. show. But it's just weird. Like, it's weird. Like, things started happening in the plot of the show, and I'm just like, what is going on? Um, Was there, like, a turning point, like, a specific scene or a specific plot point that made you say, I'm losing you're losing Um, me or not I wouldn't say specific I think there were just a a few different things that like happened that were like okay um so we kind of get a glimpse into like I said last week that like the weekend's character is kind of like a cult leader type of person um and so this in this episode we get a glimpse of like the cults I guess a little bit but not a lot so it's still kind of just like what is this that is happening but um that scene was like weird I was just like I don't know what's going on and then um there were some there was like some sex scenes that were like very much and I know we said last week we're like okay like exploitative whatever like if it drives the plot forward um but this was kind of like I was like okay I could see <laughs> why people are like, kind of I'm not complaining interested about in this. watching this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah it's just uh it's going places for sure mm-hmm. um are you going to keep watching? I don't know. I guess at this point, I, I like kind of feel like I have to. <laughs> but um, yeah. well, I'll probably see what the next episode is like and see like how I feel after that. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I'm just just had to come back on and say I get I'm starting to get it <laughs> now. Starting to understand. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of I feel like I had another thing to say about it, but I can't remember. Do you think you'll watch I've heard it? Well, I don't know. I've just like the criticisms I've heard is that it's just like not well written almost like the stuff they say is just like nothing yeah. a real human being would ever yeah. say. And so I think that's, that's why part he, of it. Yeah. There were it was literally like um like the a line in the show was like, you just have to push through the pain. She's like shooting a music video and she's in a lot of pain like she's she's dealing with trauma of and we learned this in the first episode so it's not a spoiler but she's dealing with trauma of like losing her mom and when the show Mm. picks up she's like coming out of like kind of a mental breakdown and so she's like trying to get back like into her music and like pick her career back up but she's still just like dealing with that so and then the people around her are like push through the pain <laughs> like, so they're not okay. like do you want to schedule a therapy session <laughs> do you need help no, not exactly <laughs> um wow. but yeah it's just a little crazy and yeah the the writing is not great the performance at least i don't think the weekend's performance is like that great at least it wasn't in this episode yeah um so so yeah well Maybe I'll let you watch one more episode and then let me know if I need to watch it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I kind of mentioned earlier that we started watching Ozark. Um, well, Neek just kind of like wanted a new show for us to watch. And obviously he fell asleep and I just continued watching. Oh my <laughs> like, and now I've binged like the whole first season and I'm <laughs> on the second season. But um, like you had mentioned that you tried to watch it before and I did too. I, I remember watching the pilot episode a long time ago, I think when it first dropped um, and then just never really revisiting it mm-hmm. and now going back and rewatching it I'm really like invested now and yeah. it is really good like this the plot lines and the acting and um everything it's kind I mean it definitely reminds me of like a Breaking Bad yeah like that type of uh good guy in a bad situation mm-hmm. morality questions like all that type of stuff but I'm interested to see what happens. And I know that um, Julia Garner like won a bunch of Emmys for her role in that. Mm-hmm. And she is really, really good and really entertaining and like just good at this role. So nice. if you haven't watched that show and you're looking, because I feel like right now there's kind of a, we're in like a desert of new bingeable mm-hmm. content. Yeah. So I've just been trying to go back and be like, what did I miss? Like that one, we kind of started watching The Sopranos. We got through like three episodes, um, but we haven't like continued yet. But there's a bunch of shows that I know people like really love that I just never tried. So I've been trying to like go back and see what what's out there already that um, I can get hooked on. Yeah, I need to watch so. Ozark too or need to try again. Yeah. Um, The one thing that does kind of bother me, and I know it's not, I know it it could be a 
feature, not a bug to some people, but the way they film it is like so like everything has like that like blue almost mm-hmm. filter like on a haze. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just super dark. And I know that they're trying to cultivate like that moodiness. But to me, it's almost a little bit too much. It looks like an Instagram filter almost mm-hmm. to me. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no complaints. Nice. Another thing for me to watch. Watch it. I watched, uh, speaking of Jason Bateman, I watched Smartless. Yeah. We talked about last week and I started it basically right after we finished recording. Um, I know we're gonna I'm gonna watch it this week so we can talk about it more in depth. Yeah. It's funny, funny stuff. Um yeah, and his performance in Ozark, it's not like like that. I think that was another thing that deterred me when I first watched it was I expected it to be like funny just because he's in it. And it's like I mean, there's some funny lines, but it's not like a comedy at all <laughs> yeah no <laughs> um and then past lives do you want to talk about that yeah it's well i guess we can wait until you see it but um i really loved it this was a the first movie i feel like this year that i've been like actively like waiting for like i was like i know i'm gonna go see this like as soon as it comes out um just because I've been hearing so much about it since it premiered at Sundance and um, people were like raving. So I was like, well, I gotta see what this is about. Um, I gotta see what the thing is about. So I went and saw it and it was really good and I cried. And well, if I'm gonna cry, then I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> if you want a good cry, about. you can go see it. But yeah, it was just really, really well acted, well directed. It's Celine's song. It's um, her first movie, which is really cool. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that just from after seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just a really beautiful story, and a lot of people have been talking about it in conjunction, kind of with in the mood for love, like comparing it to that, which is like great timing on our part unintentionally right. <laughs> yeah. because we talked about in the mood for love last week yeah um, but yeah it's very kind of like in that vein of of love stories so wow yeah well maybe next it. week we can like get into spoiler territory yeah um if anybody wants to go see it with me in dallas let me know <laughs> um all right and then i just watched two uh streaming movies um over the weekend um i watched flame and hot which is the cheetos origin story yeah i want to know about what you thought um directed by eva longoria um and it's on hulu i i think i like the second half of the movie better than the first half I think the first half to me played more like an episode of a sitcom almost. Mm. Um, and maybe that's what she was going for, but it wasn't really like congealing to me all the mm-hmm. way. Um, it was it was a little silly, I'll say. Yeah. Um, but I think that was the vibe they were going for, the kind of tongue-in-cheek 
of it all. Um, and then I was reading about the story kind of after the after we watched the movie, and there's some like not controversy, but like there's two side like some people say like this story is not true, like the way that they tell it mm-hmm. about this man who worked in um, the Frito Lay factory and he was a janitor and he kind of came up with the spice blend that became like flaming hot cheetos Mm -hmm. that become like a billion dollar brand um i mean the story is really inspiring so i get why they would want to have that be the story but Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's 100 percent accurate goodwill Um, hunting in frito-lay right (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah there's some like go into it like read about it before you just like believe everything that the movie tells you. But overall, (laughs) like we both enjoyed it. Like I cried at the end Uh (laughs) because it was like a happy (laughs) ending, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I mean, comparing it to other movies that have come out kind of about business deals and like capitalism this year, Mm -hmm. like air and stuff like I, it wasn't as good as like air I would say yeah yeah I've heard I haven't watched Blackberry but I've heard that's good like yeah I really want to see Blackberry but I actually I mean, almost I almost went and saw Flaming Hot I saw I got like some sort of Instagram ad apparently they were having like a I don't know if it was like a Latinx like film festival or something mm-hmm. that was going on but they were premiering Flaming Hot there and they were selling tickets to it and I was like mm-hmm. I would go see that but it ended up not being on a day I could go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't know if it's in theaters at all. I don't know if it's only streaming, but um yeah, it's available on Hulu if you're interested. Um I'll watch it. I wouldn't I didn't I wouldn't say it, it's a waste of time, but it wasn't like the best thing I've ever seen either. <laughs> yeah. Um and then we watched this movie on Max called Reality. Yeah. Starring Sydney Sweeney. And mm-hmm. it's also a true story about this woman that I don't want to like spoil it because like even like telling the plot, you might know the story. Her name is Reality. That's why it's called Reality. But um, the whole movie is the script is basically a transcript of her, this woman's interaction with Um, the FBI that like comes to her Mm -hmm. house and so I think in that it was such a unique experience because it was kind of like documentary but with actors Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a reenactment almost yeah every single thing they said is what the people actually said in the interaction on Mm -hmm. one hand the actors were very good especially Sydney Sweeney she was very good um on the other hand, I feel like there's a reason we have writers to write scripts because like <laughs> yeah. the sometimes conversations don't like flow in a way that makes narrative sense. Like if you were just watching in, you mm-hmm. wouldn't know what was going on because the people that are having the conversation know what's going on. So there's things that are implied that don't need to be explained because the people in the situation know what's going on. But yeah. So it was kind of like hard for me to be like, wait, what, like, what are they talking about? Like, I didn't even understand for like a lot of the movie, but there's some like interesting things they did in the way they edited it. Um, Whenever there was something that was like redacted from the transcript, she would like disappear from like the screen in like a weird way. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I thought it was interesting just because I've never seen her in 
kind of like take on more serious role where she's yeah. kind of more just like a normal person. Right. Not <laughs> so, like a bombshell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like kind of stripped down just like, yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought it was good. And the story was good. Like once I found out what was going on, I had never heard of this person before. So I thought it was like a cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I recommend it. It's, it's on max streaming and it's, it's pretty short. It's not that long. Um, so I do recommend watch that if you're looking for something to watch. Nice. Now that the writer's strike is going on, everyone's like, what transcripts can we find? And right, just make exactly. a movie yeah. on that. I thought of that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But obviously this movie came before the I don't know if strike, there's but like right, I don't know how many times you can do that before it becomes like not novel anymore. Like maybe yeah. it's only one time. But um yeah, I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. For sure interesting. All right. Um, So just to close the loop on Vanderpump Rules, because I know I've kind of talked about it off and on. Um, And honestly, my interest in the story is now waning. And I'm kind of getting (laughs) sick of talking about it. But um, the final um, part three of the reunion aired. And the bombshell wasn't to me, really a bombshell. Um, oh my gosh. What which always it? happens. Yeah. Because I feel like the producers come out and say, there's this huge bombshell that's going to be dropped. And then people run wild with that and like come up with the most wild things that could ever happen. And it yeah. obviously never lives up to like what people on Twitter like come up with in their like little fan fiction heads. <laughs> yeah. So basically what happened was the reunion aired and then after the taping wrapped, Raquel came back like two days later to like film another segment where because she felt like she needed to be like more honest with like the timeline of how everything happened. Mm -hmm. So basically she just admitted to like sleeping with him earlier than they both had said that they did. And then like also like sleeping with him while Ariana was away at her grandmother's funeral, Mm -hmm. like at their house. Um, So that was kind of, I mean, I think we already kind of knew that, but it wasn't like confirmed. So she's Um, basically just saying it started earlier than they let It started earlier than they said. And then like, I guess the bombshell was that she kind of went against like, Tom to like come out and like tell the truth instead of like going with him and like whatever like story he told her to tell everybody basically um damn are they still together like are they gonna stick this thing out I don't know like I think that's at this point unconfirmed I've heard rumors that he's dating someone else but she's Mm -hmm. also like still at this like mental health facility I think Okay. I don't know. So I don't know if they're together. I don't know. I did see a picture of him, like, because he's touring with his, like, cover band. I get so many clips of that (laughs) on my TikTok. I'm like, this is not okay. So somebody, and then, like, so people have, like, eyes on him at all times. Like, people see him in the airport. Like, there was somebody that saw him, like, on a plane. He was talking to someone on his phone with his earbuds in, and they, like, zoomed in on the phone, and it said Raquel. Okay. (laughs) So people are like, oh, they're still together. I'm like, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. (laughs) That just means they were talking on the phone. Like, you know, so um, yeah, I really don't know the status of their relationship. 
Um, It did come out that since Scandaval broke, Ariana's like passed a million dollars in like spawn con deals. Hell yeah. (laughs) So she's got her bag. Um, Yeah. Isn't she like starting a business or something? Her and Katie are... We're always they were always opening a sandwich shop. Um that's what it was called yeah. something about her. So that's coming. I think like probably sorry, the next season will start when like their sandwich shop opens, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. Um well, good for her. Yeah, that's good for all her. That matters. There was a really <laughs> like cra- cringy part of the reunion where like they were talking about how Ariana and Tom, they were talking about how they like had sex like in the last like month or whatever before mm-hmm. she found out about the affair. And he was like, yeah, but you kept your t-shirt on the whole time. It was so hot. And everyone was like, wow, how <laughs> dare you say shit like that to the woman you cheated on? And then like after that aired, they... <laughs> They started selling t-shirts that said, fuck me in this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So they Did keep you buy just one? like, no, but they just keep like capitalizing on like every little thing that happens. I mean, of course. So it's just funny. I, I'm glad, I'm kind of glad it's over now. Like when it first broke, it was like all I could eat, sleep, drink, think about. But now I'm kind of like done mm-hmm. with, I'm done yeah. talking about it so this will be our last Scandaval update <laughs> but I just needed to close the loop on that yeah until next season until next time <laughs> you know when it's all right, these are the best days of is that life. how it ends <laughs> that's the theme song <laughs> you've never heard that you've never heard no. that no i'll send it to you do it again i honestly don't even know what they say at the beginning but it's like it's like you know this is our time these are the best days of our lives don't raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the theme song. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Oh my time. gosh. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh. I'm so, glad yeah. we got to close the loop on that. <laughs> We've closed <laughs> the loop, as they say. <laughs> Another chapter. Oh, my God. I didn't talk about my freaking book. <laughs> oh, what have you been reading, girl? I keep meaning to bring it up, and literally, even though it's on the outline, I still forgot. Um, <laughs> talk about it now. Um, so, uh, for the past, like, several weeks, I've been reading a book. If you can believe it. God forbid I read. Um, That's more than I've been doing with my brain. (laughs) I picked up a blummin' book this month. Um, But it's called, um, not even knowing the title, it's called Romantic Comedy. Who writes it? Let me, Curtis Sittenfeld. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What is even, what is happening? (laughs) 
Um, I was about I'm, to say it somehow <laughs> I got on to book talk on my TikTok. Oh my god. And I, don't, like, n- I don't read any books, so I just like <laughs> listening to them talk about books. Don't listen like, to anything they sounds say. Sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> They've led me astray one too many times. Um so I'm reading Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. And um, it's like, I'm a slow reader. So yes, I've been reading it for like a month and I'm only 30% of the way through. But Girl, it would take me two years. <laughs> no but I actually do really, I'm really liking it so far. It's just like, it's a good book to like get you out of a reading rut like I was in. Um mm-hmm. I was just like, I want something like light and literally a romantic comedy. <laughs> so that's what I got. Um, it's about this girl who is a writer at um, a sketch comedy show, which is basically SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the book, it's called The Night Owls. And um, she is writing on this one episode that is being hosted by um by the guy who's also the musical guest so he's like a um musician so i think he's supposed to be like a john mayer type that's been he's been famous for like a really long time and um i haven't gotten to the part where they fall in love but i can see it coming (laughs) and so they're like they've had like flirtations but there's also this guy that she works with who it starts out like talking about how he in a relationship with this like really famous um girl i don't know if she's like a model or an actress but um but there's like some commentary on like why do all these like um why do all these like like reserved writer guys like get all these hot famous women and like none of the women that she works with have ever dated like a famous guy or whatever so mm-hmm um so yeah it's just funny it is very it's very much like it's literally just like an snl story <laughs> like she talks I mean, about I like, like that yeah she talks about like all these characters who like the stand-in for like lauren michaels and the, you mm-hmm. can tell like who all these people are like stand-ins for so mm-hmm. i like that i can like kind of like picture it better cool i like it a recommendation for a <laughs> she's book. literary a literary queen um okay should we dive into watching up let's all right this week um well this whole month we're celebrating pride month and watching lgbtq stories movies and works of art um this week we watched paris is burning it's a 1990 documentary directed by J- Jenny Livingston, um, and I'll just read the letterboxed um, synopsis. Having a ball, wish you were here. Where does Eat Voguing come from and what exactly is throwing shade? This landmark documentary provides a vibrant snapshot of the 1980s through the eyes of New York City's African-American and Latinx Harlem drag ball scene. Made over seven years, Paris is Burning offers an intimate portrait of rival fashion houses from fierce contests for trophies to house mothers offering sustenance in a world rampant with homophobia, transphobia, racism, AIDS, and poverty. Featuring legendary voguers, drag queens, and trans women, including Willie Ninja, Pepper LaBeja, is that how you say it? LaBeja, uh, Dor- Dorian Corey, and Venus Extravaganza. Paris is Burning brings it, celebrating the joy of movement, the force of eloquence, and the draw of community. Yes. So, thoughts. 
I loved it. It was so good. And I mean, obviously nothing that we say in this conversation is going to be like anything new because this movie's been out for like 33 years. Mm -hmm. But um, that's interesting because I didn't know that it was made over seven years, but Mm -hmm. it also makes sense just based on like how things unfold. Um, But yeah, I loved it. It was a really, I I thought it was really well told and um like well portrayed i guess Mm -hmm. like obviously there was tons of footage and everything was like kind of segmented in a way that um you know kind of i guess helps the viewer um make their way through this world especially if they don't know anything about it and so Mm -hmm. um yeah i loved it what about you I loved it too. I thought it was super interesting just thinking about all of the things obviously that came after and kind of knowing the um the origin story Origins. of it. I mean, if you've ever watched Pose, um yeah. the I mean, this that was, was taken, taken directly from yeah. these stories. Um RuPaul's Drag Race, I mean, that's like the the origin point for like all of that. So it's just so interesting to think about because I feel like some of these things in these like terms that they were mm-hmm. like explaining in this movie, when this came out, I think this was kind of unprecedented access to that world and the lives that these people live because everything was so segmented back then. Mm -hmm. Um, And now, I mean, we've come a long way, but obviously there's still a lot of work to do. But I mean, these are like things that I'm very familiar with at this point where as if I was like a 33 year old living in 1990, I probably would have watched that and been like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Like, you right. know, yeah. um, Hence the and need just for, been like, the super confused. Yeah. So yeah. I just thought that was super interesting. And um, honestly, like all the people involved were so like brave and mm-hmm. so like fabulous and just like, just love so committed and like yeah yeah it was yeah that was probably my favorite part of it was just seeing like how passionate they were about this like community that they'd found for themselves and Mm -hmm. obviously like the idea of chosen family um was just a huge theme throughout the film but it's just so cool to see like the people that were basically like trailblazers who were like there to give home to the people who needed it to give community to the people who needed it obviously Mm -hmm. this is the film takes place kind of in the midst of the AIDS um, crisis Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like very much a time capsule I feel like definitely and I thought it was so um, poignant how at the end they so they've like I said, they filmed this over seven years. So at the end when they show it's like 1989 and they have um, a fundraiser ball going on and it's kind of like so much more mainstream like at Mm -hmm. that point than it was at the beginning when they started filming Mm -hmm. and in that short period of time it became kind of like a cultural phenomenon. I mean, we all know like Madonna vogued in her music video and like that came from like this underground kind of um movement of like Mm -hmm. gay and trans people um in Harlem so it was just so like fascinating to see how fast things caught on Mm -hmm. and then like 
and sad to see like, okay, well, they've been like doing this this whole time, but it doesn't become like legitimate until Madonna does like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight white people like adopt like right. your like things. So it's kind right. of like, like a two-edged, yeah, a two-edged yeah. sword. Um, but I think telling the story of like where it came from and the people's stories were so important. So yeah, I'm just I think so it's happy important. it exists. I think it it seems like the type of movie that is important for like as many people to see as possible. Agree. Um, because yeah, like you, like you said, it's just it, you have to be able to recognize like yes, we use all of this kind of like jargon, like all of these words are part of our vocabulary now. But like, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so funny, like specifically speaking about like the the words that they use, um, like some of them that came up were like ones that I didn't even I still didn't even know that they mm-hmm. came from like when um Dory and Corey said kikiing I mm-hmm. was like oh my god I thought that was kind of like a recent thing like that people recently came up with but mm-hmm. no they were saying it back in 1990 or 1987 like, or whatever icon legend like all yeah, that throwing kind of, shade yeah 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 Very it's so cool. interesting mm-hmm. um there was a really sad story venus extravagant was that the one Mm -hmm. yeah venus yeah she was a trans woman who kind of participated in the ball scene but she was also an escort and then at the end of the movie you find out that she had been murdered Mm -hmm. um oh my gosh that was like i was a punch to the gut and she was yeah it it was just yeah it was so sad because she was kind of one of the ones who was so she was able to kind of be so free with who she Mm -hmm. was and obviously there were things like her she was a very small she had light skin like Mm -hmm. she was able to kind of like be herself she and what was really heartbreaking is that she talked about it earlier in the film about like how having experiences with men who are having like sexual moments and then they figure it out and they get aggressive with her right and um so it was just kind of like we got a little bit of foreshadowing of what Uh was to come later but i I still didn't know it was actually gonna happen i know it was so sad and the way that like her friend found out and like um they couldn't like find her family or anything to notify them so they had to like tell her like drag friend that then had to go find her family and like tell them it's just like her her house mother had to like identify the body and then Mm -hmm. she had to also be the one to notify her biological family and it's just like yeah so sad and the way they said that she had been strangled and hidden under a bed and like a seedy motel which is just like and they I read that they never like found the guy who did it so just super, well super I hope sad. he's burning in hell right now oh he um, for sure is <laughs> anyways but yeah it was it's so good and I will probably watch it again to be honest um so it's available for free on max and I I highly yeah. recommend anybody anybody who has used the word slay <laughs> yes, <laughs> needs to go watch literally. it because you're like you need to find out like the people that came before and 
like yeah. invented all this this culture that that we um use every day now so yeah and not only that just like the way that I feel like the filmmaking was so good um it literally just was like everything you could want out of a documentary like it was educational it was succinct it Mm -hmm. was like respectful Mm -hmm. Uh, it was obvious that like the filmmaker had you know the utmost like interest and respect in like the subjects and everything like that and it was obvious that that they had some sort of trust in her to like mm-hmm. invite her into that world and their world yeah be filmed and be interviewed and stuff so yeah I also read something interesting afterwards um so Dorian Corey the kind of older drag queen mm-hmm. um she, I, after she died apparently her roommate was like cleaning out her stuff and she found a suitcase with a dead body inside of it oh my god and so yeah and so like they and they had they had actually made a an episode of pose like kind of um based off of that story but wow um but yeah, obviously nobody was there to like. She was kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently she most likely killed somebody. <laughs> um, um, another thing I thought was interesting was when Pepper LaBeja was talking about um, how he dressed in drag, but he wouldn't ever get a sex change. And it was just kind of interesting even thinking about how people within that community back then even didn't understand what it meant to be trans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, to him, it was more just like, how far are you willing to go to like pass basically in, right. in the ballroom but I mean I'm all those girls I'm sure that were getting the operation like biologically felt like they were female so right um but it, and also I think it also like directly after that cut to somebody who had had a sex change and she was just saying like I am able to be myself now without yeah, like, having free to worry she about felt, yeah. the violence or like whatever comes mm-hmm. along with what obviously Venus had to deal with mm-hmm. at the end so oh I really liked seeing those two like young kids that they Mm -hmm. were talking to on the street Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god they're so young but they're so like they know who they are like (laughs) like Um, everybody in the movie in the community I felt like they were just so comfortable just Mm -hmm. with who they were and they just had so much confidence in that and just like didn't question it at all and that was like so refreshing because I feel like I don't know I don't even feel like that most days you know (laughs) yeah 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 it definitely was it was refreshing that it seemed like it was the film as a whole was very much focused on like the joys of being in this community like obviously yes there's a lot of like horrible things that come along with it but it's it's not like a it's not a scary thing like once you just open yourself up to like hearing these people's stories like Mm -hmm. yeah you would think that it would be something that would be an access point for people right for sure and it should be I mean they were talking about how the balls to them are like their sporting event yeah it's like how you prepare for your football game by getting your outfit ready and like painting your face like it's the same thing and I thought that was such a good uh metaphor yeah um I know and the balls looked fun as hell I really (laughs) liked the MC yeah (laughs) he was good the person that they had in pose that played that part um Billy Billy Porter Porter, yeah for yeah it was exactly it was like completely like that character sassy yeah Yeah. (laughs) yep uh just such a good movie do you know why well 
like maybe I missed it, but do you know why it's called Paris is Burning? I had to look it up. It's because that um, Paris Dupree, that's what he called his balls. <laughs> so yeah, just I loved watching all of them Vogue. Like they they obviously are the ones who know how to really do it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Very funny. And I liked hearing them explain how it basically originated as like a way to throw shade at people when he, yeah. when um Willie Ninja was talking about like using his hand as a mirror and then like <laughs> turning it yeah. to the other people to see like, y'all need to look at yourselves and fix your face or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also thought the part with the like military uniform mm-hmm. was interesting. I'd never seen that before. Yeah, um, I hadn't either. So I thought that was really interesting. Like they were like each segment wasn't it wasn't about like making fun or anything. It was about like how close can you act to this archetype? Right. Like how much can you like people believe that this is who you are? Yeah. Um. So I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Category is masculinity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> love it. We loved it. Everybody go yeah. watch it and let us know your thoughts. Did you give it a rating? I didn't. I just put, I mean, I would give it five stars, but I just put a heart. I gave it five. I didn't yeah. write anything though. I mean, for a documentary, if it's engaging, it teaches me something and it's just well made and well told, like five stars. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's how I feel <laughs> about documentaries. Yeah. Um, Definitely. And this one obviously is like a hallmark. It's like so important. So mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Well, we are going to continue our Pride Month theme um, with our next week's pick. So we are both going to watch a movie that is pretty much universally, everybody agrees this is a good movie. And mm-hmm. neither one of us have seen it. Um, so we're going to watch 2019's Portrait of a Lady on Fire, directed by Celine Siama. Siama. <laughs> so yeah yay very excited been, i have been many a times i have almost put this on and i just haven't yet so <laughs> me too <laughs> so it's I'm on excited. hulu for anybody that wants to watch and listen next week y'all should watch along i'm excited <laughs> me I'm, too feel like it's a sure sh- like it's a it's one of those where you're like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna like this <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like if i don't <laughs> i probably don't have good taste um <laughs> so, so come back we'll next see. week and see <laughs> come back next week and see if our taste is shit um <laughs> anyways follow us on instagram watching up pod follow us on tiktok at watching up pod email us at watching up pod at gmail.com follow us yes. on letterboxd um where it all goes down um do you want to give your at Oh, yeah. My letterbox <laughs> is at mhigh2490. And mine is at Rachel High. Awesome. Thanks for spending time with us this week. We will see you next time. Bye. Woo-hoo. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. No, no, that's all I have to say.